You are, of course, listening to CITR-FM 101.9 or also on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up.
We would like to welcome you to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 and, of course, on your computer, www.citrd.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and this is our first broadcast from our brand-new studio. So we're all getting used to where things are. <laughs> they, they weren't um, in the same place that they always were, but uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, there may be a few little glitches here and there, but, uh, you know, that's, this is live radio, and that's, that's what makes it, uh, makes it more fun. And, of course, uh, we have a whole lineup of things to play for you this evening, but I'm going to digress um, usually we go right into our jazz feature. And uh, actually tonight I'm going to digress for one piece. And it's, it's a kind of a symbolic piece of music. And I think it's appropriate for the very first edition of The Jazz Show. And it's a great composition by Herbie Hancock. And... It's from an album called Happenings. This isn't the original version. This is a version that I like even better. Uh, and it features Herbie Hancock on piano, the composer, Bobby Hutcherson on vibes, Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Joe Chambers on drums. And this is, symbolically, our opening tune for our new studio, Maiden Voyage.
Well, there you have it. <laughs> Our first piece of music on all this brand new equipment. And uh, I think it was appropriate that we play Herbie Hancock's great composition called Maiden Voyage. And as I mentioned before, that's from a beautiful Blue Note album by Bobby Hutcherson, recorded in 1966 and for Blue Note Records. And Bobby Hutcherson, of course, the leader on Vibes. Herbie Hancock, the composer of the tune on piano. Bob Crenshaw on bass. And Joe Chambers on drums, who just celebrated a birthday a couple of days ago. We're going to continue with the jazz feature, as we usually do now. And this evening is something special, because it is, and I hesitate to say, because it's never been uh, said this way, the man uh, who is sort of the um, instigator of this trio, who really put it together, refuses to call it the Keith Jarrett Trio. It isn't. Um, it's always billed with the three musicians equally. And uh, when they perform, it's Keith Jarrett on piano, Gary Peacock on bass, and Jack DeJohnette on drums. And this band got together. The very first recording they did, a lot of people have missed this, but the very first recording they did uh, as a unit was under Gary Peacock's name, and it was a great album called Tales of Another. And that was recorded in 1977. And uh, if you can find that on ECM, it's, it's um, really a delightful album. And that was their first official get-together. And I guess somehow in the air, there was always uh, talk between the musicians about getting together again. And that all happened in the early 80s. And three albums for ECM were slated to be recorded. And... The first two albums consisted of standards. And so the, the, the trio of these three great gentlemen um, was advertised as the standards trio because the first two albums were called, appropriately enough, Standards Volume 1, Standards Volume 2, and all great uh, tunes from the repertoire of Cole Porter, George Gershwin, all that kind of stuff, all interpreted by this uh, incredible trio. Now it came time in January of 1983. They, they were all recorded uh, pretty well at the same uh, session in New York City. And uh, it was time to do the third album. And Jarrett said, let's just improvise. No set tune or anything. Let's just start to play. And the results of that were good enough to release on a third album called simply Changes. And that's what we're going to hear this evening, this incredible trio, which of course is one of the most prominent and best-loved groups in jazz. They've traveled all over the world. They've played everywhere. And of course their, their um, musical chemistry is uh, unbelievable. Uh, these guys know each other so well. And it all began really, on these um, early recording sessions, and they decided to just keep it going. Of course, Jarrett does solo piano concerts. He's, he's played uh, classical concerts, um, this sort of thing. But this particular trio 
um, of all equal members is a very, very special unit. And this was the inception. So this is our jazz feature this evening. So we hope you enjoy this uh, lengthy performance. Um, there was no title uh, originally on the tune. It was simply Jarrett started to play and, and the music went from there. Uh, and everybody joined in and all kinds of things happened. So it was released on the album as Flying Part 1 and Flying Part 2. And there was room for one more piece, and that's the third piece, and it's a Keith Jarrett composition called Prism. So here then is not the Keith Jarrett trio, but Keith Jarrett on piano, Gary Peacock on bass, and Jack DeJanette on drums. And this is our jazz feature this evening. So sit back and enjoy this incredible spontaneous music by these three geniuses.
our jazz feature this evening, the music of Keith Jarrett, Gary Peacock, and drummer Jack DeJanette. All of this was recorded in 1983. They had just finished doing two albums, and this was the first real official get-together of this trio. Uh, it had been in the minds of all of these musicians uh, since uh, first getting together on a Gary Peacock date back in 1977. And when they entered the studio in New York City to record for uh, ECM Records, uh, it was then that they realized that they were going to be together for an awfully long time. And they are. And, of course, uh, these three musicians perform all over the world today. And, um, uh, of course, in every venue, they've, uh, they've traveled here, there, and everywhere. And, of course, it's one of the most um, magnificent uh, trios um, in the history of the music. And, of course, um, going back to these uh, early days, um, two albums, as I mentioned, were recorded um, of standard tunes. And uh, they, the, it was called Standards Volume 1, Standards Volume 2. And then they decided to do a third album and show a different side of their personalities because they, they didn't want to be pigeonholed as just doing standards. They were too far too creative musicians for this. And so they decided to do a third album of totally spontaneous music. And that's what we heard this evening. We heard um, a piece of music. It's divided into two parts, Flying Part 1 and Flying Part 2. And then the final piece is uh, a formal Keith Jarrett composition, a very beautiful thing called Prism. So that was tune number three. And that came out as an album called Simply Changes. And uh, that was the beginning of this uh, incredible musical trio. And uh, we don't have to go into their biographies and where they were born and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they, these w musicians are so well-known that uh, you can find so much information uh, about them on the Internet. Keith Jarrett, Gary Peacock, and Jack DeJanette on piano, bass, and drums. My name is Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show on CITR. FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. As a matter of fact, we'll have uh, an official announcement as to what the station is all about right here. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim speaking Musqueam people. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the Main Street area at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, the Regional Assembly of Texts, the Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. 
All right. Well, that should tell you a little more about <laughs> who we are, where we are, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, uh, all that, uh, the wonderful deals you can get over on Main Street if you are a member of CITR and have a CITR card. We're broadcasting this evening. This is our um, maiden voyage as uh, <laughs> we played that, uh, that incredible composition to open the show this evening as kind of a symbol of uh, doing uh, our first broadcast from our pristine Brand new studios right here um, in the new Student Union building. And the studios are absolutely incredible. There's so much room. They're beautifully air conditioning and very, very comfortable and uh, quite a lovely place to be. So I'm very happy to be here to uh, share some great music um, with you on The Jazz Show. Coming up next is someone who I've always said aside from Charlie Parker and Jackie McLean, is one of my very, very favorite alto saxophonists. And I'm talking about Memphis-born Frank Strozier. Frank Strozier came up through the ranks with Harold Mayburn, George Coleman, Charles Lloyd, all of those people from, uh, from Memphis, and they all moved to Chicago Frank went to school there, and um, they formed a band in Chicago called the MJT Plus Three, and uh, that involved Frank Strozier, Harold Mayburn, and some other people, and eventually they took that band to New York, and uh, then they all became New York residents and uh, uh, began recording not only um, as the MJT Plus Three, but under their own names and that sort of thing. Frank Strozier, to me, is one of the most overlooked alto saxophonists. And I know for a fact that um, John Coltrane said that Frank Strozier, in his estimation, was one of the most advanced saxophonists harmonically. He could play things that other musicians couldn't even hope to hear. Um, and, of course, he, he was gifted with, uh, with tremendous technique and, and speed on the instrument and had a sound uh, all his own. And I wouldn't call it, a Frank's sound, a pretty sound by any stretch of the imagination, but it is his sound. And that's really the important thing in jazz music. Get your own sound. And uh, Frank has always remained uh, with me as one of my all-time favorite players. And... Unfortunately, he became, um, in the early 80s, um, he was very qualified having a university education and so on, and he decided to uh, basically quit playing. And uh, he did some, he's a very good pianist as well, and he, he did a, a couple of solo gigs on piano, but he gave up playing the saxophone, uh, much to everyone's disappointment, and became a school teacher. Um, until he retired from that. And Frank, as far as I know, is uh, still alive and well, but doesn't play anymore. He became very discouraged uh, with the music business, as it's very easy to do, and uh, decided, um, basically threw up his hands and said, screw it, uh, you know, I, I want to enjoy the rest of my life. I don't, I don't want to fight all of this stuff. And so the only way he could do it was to actually give up uh, playing entirely. And uh, I know that he plays piano at home and 
Um, whether he picks up the saxophone or not or the flute, I don't know. Um, Harold Mayburn t- told me that he phones Frank every day just to make sure that he's okay. And, um, and Frank is in very good spirits, but um, you're not going to hear him play again. However, Frank um, moved from the East Coast to out to California for several years and worked uh, with Shelley Mann and all kinds of different people before going back to New York. And on his return to New York, uh, he made some of his finest albums. And this is one of them. And this is just, this is an album that I actually missed. And uh, I managed to get a hold of a copy of it. And I'm going to play a couple of tracks from this album. The album is called What's Going On? And, of course, what we're going to hear is Harold Mayburn's take, uh, his arrangement of this great anthem by Marvin Gaye. And we're going to hear the, an instrumental version. This is one of the greatest uh, tunes ever written, I think. And um, Marvin Gaye, of course, was one of, one of the great... Uh, R&B artists, and, and, and beyond. Uh, he, he, he was unbelievable. But he wrote so many beautiful melodies, and what's going on is really one of the great anthems, um, not only of the, the whole civil rights movement, but just, you know, uh, the way people feel about society uh, today. I think a lot of people are confused, and they say, like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, so this that um, we're not going to hear the lyrics of the tune, but we're certainly going to hear a great feel on this tune. And that's the title of the album. It's the Frank Strozier Quintet, and it came out on the Steeplechase label, and it was recorded uh, in New York City in 1977. So we're going to hear Frank on alto saxophone with, of course, Mabes, Harold Mayburn on piano, Stafford James, who is a good friend of mine, on bass, and the great Lewis Hayes on drums. And we're going to hear two tunes uh, from this album. We're going to hear What's Going On uh, by Marvin Gaye, arranged by Harold Mayburn. And we're going to hear a tune that Frank Strozier wrote uh, on hearing of the untimely death of John Coltrane. And he called it Psalm for John Coltrane. So we're going to hear these two tunes from this great album by Frank Strozier, What's Going On. So here we go.
I gave you three tunes instead of two. This uh, beautiful piece of music uh, was called, the last piece we heard was called Ollie, and it was written for the late Oliver Nelson, who had just passed away. And Frank had worked, Frank Strozier, the alto saxophonist, had worked with uh, Oliver Nelson on the West Coast, and they were very, very close friends. And so he was uh, saddened by Oliver's passing and wrote this uh, beautiful anthem called Ollie. And before that, we heard um, the psalm for John Coltrane, again, uh, written in honor, of course, of the passing of John Coltrane by uh, Frank Strozier. And the first tune we heard, of course, was the Marvin Gaye anthem, What's Going On? And that was the title track from this wonderful album by the Frank Strozier Quartet. We heard Frank on alto saxophone, Harold Mayburn on piano, who arranged the first tune, and Stafford James on bass, and the great Louis Hayes on drums. All of this was recorded in New York City in November of 1977, and uh, we heard some choice playing by the great, and uh, sadly... um, well, he doesn't play anymore. That's that's why it's sad. He's still alive and well, from what I understand, but uh, he chooses not to play his alto saxophone anymore, Frank Strozier, and one of the all-time great and often overlooked uh, greats of the alto saxophone with the most uh, distinctive sound and concept. Frank Strozier from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh-huh. All right, um, kind of a bastion of uh, jazz music and, and, and great music all around. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. My name's Gavin Walker, and of course we're broadcasting here from the brand new studios in the new sub-building. This is our uh, debut show with all this new sophisticated equipment that we're all <laughs> getting used to, but... Uh, You know, after a while, it'll be like second nature for most of us, but uh, it's quite wonderful. The studios are are just so great. They're airy. Um, There's lots of uh, uh, windows and uh, bright and uh, really, really something. It's a a pleasure to uh, sit in the uh, very comfortable chairs as well. So this is The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And we'll be back right after a couple of very brief messages, the first one being this one. Upjars is hosting the first ever Clean Up the Ocean concert on Saturday, July 4th from noon to 8 p.m. at the Prospect Point picnic site in Stanley Park. Hear live music from the Green Seeds Music Society, Gabe and the Oyaz, the John Pippis Band, Tan and High, DJ Stamina, and more. Tickets are $50. Proceeds go to Cleaning Up the Ocean. Children and the differently abled get in free.
Well, we got weather for you, don't we? And it's going to be beautiful. More of the same. And uh, I hope nobody's complaining about the weather. I have heard a few mild complaints. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like this kind of weather. And, and, and the, okay, we can accept them uh, or exempt them. But uh, the thing is, is this kind of weather doesn't usually last long in Vancouver. And I know people are predicting a long, hot summer and all that kind of stuff. But it's still going to go by awfully fast. So you better get uh, out there and enjoy it and try and just soak it up as much as you can. Tonight is a few clouds with a low of 18. Tomorrow is going to be, again, all week, sunny, 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 right through the week with low temperatures between 18, 17 and 18, and high temperatures between 24 and 29. That's right through. So there you go. So really get out there and uh, enjoy it. Wear sunscreen. Go to the beach. Uh, if you can take time off work, that's great. Uh, carry on and enjoy the sun. All right. We're going to turn now to the music of Charles Mingus. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we featured pianist Jackie Byard, and I told you that Jackie Byard was one of Mingus's greatest allies and uh, someone that he really depended on. And when Mingus did this legendary tour of Europe in 1964, uh, we're going to hear some stuff recorded um, at the, at the uh, Wuppertal Town Hall in, uh, in Germany. And um, we're going to hear a couple of pieces. Mingus always, before he made his appearance on the bandstand, uh, always featured pianist Jackie Bayard. Jackie was the first one to, to step out. Um, once the applause died down, Jackie was delivering a solo performance. And we're going to hear that, and then we're going to hear the band do a Mingus composition called Peggy's Blue Skylight. So first of all, we're going to hear Jackie Byard, and he calls this A-T-F-W-U. <laughs> so it really stands for Art Tatum, Fats Waller, and you. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the title of the tune, and it's a spontaneous piano solo by Jackie Byard. Then the rest of the Mingus organization is going to assemble on stage, and they're going to play um, a composition by Mingus called Peggy's Blue Skylight. We're going to listen to, of course, Charles Mingus on bass. Eric Dolphy is going to be playing um, bass clarinet and... and uh, Yes, he plays bass clarinet on this piece. Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone and the great Danny Richmond on drums. So here we go, and we're going to begin with Jackie Byer. We'd like to open this set with our piano player, Jackie Byer, playing the original traditions of jazz, his own composition of, um, based on the farms of Art Tatum, Jelly Roll Martin, and Fat Swaller. He titles it A-T-F-W-Y-O-U. Jackie Byard.
This is a dedication to a, a woman. It was titled One Thing. Clifford changed it to Charlemagne.
We heard the voice, first of all, of Charles Mingus introducing Jackie Byard on piano, who uh, opened that uh, little set with uh, his original composition called ATFUU. <laughs> and ATFU stands for, um, despite the uh, double entendre, the uh, AT stands for Art Tatum, and FU or FW stands for. Uh, Fats Waller, and you, of course, is you. And uh, Jackie Bayard playing a whole history of the piano on that solo. And then um, Mingus's uh, uh, voice introduced the band uh, playing his own composition called Peggy's Blue Skylight. And we heard Eric Dolphy. I said he played bass clarinet on this. I was mistaken. He's playing his main instrument, which is, of course, the alto saxophone. Eric, one of the most adventurous and uh, charismatic players on that instrument. Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Jackie Byard on piano, Danny Richmond on drums, and Charles Mingus, of course, on bass. And all of that was recorded April 26th at uh, Wuppertal Town Hall in Germany when Mingus, uh, of course, was on tour over there with his band and entourage. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and coming up next is um, a band that's going to be playing tomorrow night at Pyatt Hall, and uh, it is actually um, not only a performance, one performance at 7 and one performance at 9, uh, with the big band led by Jill Townsend, and they're going to be the, do the music of Ross Taggart. And this, of course, will be also a CD release party of this uh, album. And uh, I'm privileged to have a copy of the album right now, and it's called Legacy, the Jill Townsend Big Band, with special guest, my good friend Campbell Riga. And the music of Ross Taggart, of course. Ross Taggart is one of the most beloved uh, musicians, and of course we lost him uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, Ross had a a huge impact on uh, everybody that he met. He was so well-liked and so generous and kind and just a joy to be around and and was so inspiring to, to so many people. Of course, he was a wonderful tenor saxophonist, um, he was a teacher, uh, also an, a tremendous pianist. And another aspect of uh, Ross's talents was his compositional abilities. Ross was a wonderful composer of a very... Um, I, I shouldn't use the word catchy. That, that makes the tune sound cheap. But uh, tunes that, that, that got your attention and they were melodically... Um, beautiful and and memorable. They weren't just musical exercises. They were an expression of Ross's uh, soul. And um, he took a long time before writing something because he he really had to had to get everything right. And uh, of course, uh, of course, he did. And this is what is so wonderful about uh, tomorrow night um, at the Pyatt Hall as part of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. The Jill Townsend Big Band will be there, as I said, at 7 o'clock and at 9 p.m. 
two um, separate concerts. And, of course, it'll be a CD release party for this wonderful CD, which uh, Corey Weeds produced for the Cellar Live label. We're going to hear a couple of tracks, maybe three. Um, the first one is uh, one of my favorite Ross Taggart compositions, and it actually opens this set. It was arranged by uh, Jill Townsend and her husband, Bill Kuhn, and it's called Don't Call Before Ten, and it features um, a great baritone saxophone solo by Chad Makala. Then we're going to hear a, a piece of music um, which features my good friend Campbell Riga on soprano saxophone. Uh, this is a Ross Taggart composition arranged by Bill Kuhn called Cyclamen. And, of course, the, the band's personnel reads like um, it's, it's a roster of all Vancouver's, uh, many of Vancouver's finest musicians, including um, on alto saxophones, um, Chris Startup and Bill Rungay. And they also double on flutes and clarinets and stuff like that. Steve Caldestad on tenor saxophone. Corey Weeds on tenor saxophone. Chad Makala on baritone and bass clarinet. And, uh, of course, Campbell Riga is a guest soloist on several tunes. And we're going to hear one of those tunes, as I mentioned. Uh, the trombones, uh, Dennis Essen, who teaches out here at UBC. Rod Murray and Jeremy Berkman on trombones. And Neil Nicholson on bass trombone. The trumpet section's powerhouse. Derry Byrne is the lead. Kent Wallace, Brad Turner, and Tom Shorthouse. And, of course, Bill Kuhn on guitar, Ken Lister on acoustic bass, and the great Dave Robbins on drums. So that's uh, pretty well uh, in the cream of the crop of uh, Vancouver musicians. So we'll begin with Don't Call Before Ten. And... Um, carry on with the cyclamen and i think maybe we'll play another piece after that too we'll see all right here we go the jill townsend big band Thank you. 
We just heard three tunes from this wonderful album, which will be uh, officially released tomorrow night at the uh, Pyatt Hall as part of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. And, of course, the band is the Jill Townsend Big Band, and they'll be playing the music, the compositions of Ross Taggart. And this is from the album which will be on sale at the uh, at the venue released on the Cellar Live label and it's called Legacy the music of Ross Taggart and uh, we gave you three tunes from this band of course which is made up of the cream of the crop of uh, Vancouver musicians and three compositions by Ross and um, this is uh, such a wonderful tribute to uh, to Ross Taggart of course we all know that he was a just a master tenor saxophonist and a wonderful pianist. And he always uh, denigrated his um, skills as a composer. But um, after Ross passed away in January of 2013, it wasn't long um, before a whole slew of compositions um, showed up at the uh, door of uh, Bill Kuhn and Jill Townsend. And they went through these these uh, compositions that Ross had written. And uh, a few tunes, of course, had been previously recorded, but uh, um, th- this was just a, a, a treasure trove of music. And um, this is where the gestation of this idea of doing an album, a big band album, um, as a tribute to Ross Taggart took place. And, of course, with the help of... Uh, Corey Weeds and dozens and dozens of other people who um, contributed to a Kickstarter campaign, uh, people from all over the Lower Mainland and some prominent musicians and people did all of that stuff. And it was all put together, of course, by Corey Weeds and uh, engineered beautifully by Chris Jestron, the pianist. And um, it's just a lovely album. And it was all recorded um, in North Vancouver, December 28th and 29th, just after Christmas uh, in 2014. And um, these gentlemen and lady worked really hard to uh, put this music out there. So we heard three tunes. The first one was uh, one of my favorite Ross Taggart compositions and, and one of the most accessible things he ever wrote called Don't Call Before Ten. And, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's a musician's mantra. <laughs> Don't call before 10 in the morning. And uh, the the solo, the baritone saxophone solo on that was by Chad Makala, and that was arranged by uh, both Jill Townsend and, and her husband, Bill Kuhn. The second tune featured a very beautiful soprano saxophone interpretation by the guest artist on the date, one of Ross's closest associates, um, saxophonist Campbell Riga. And that tune was called Cyclamen. That was tune number two, and that was arranged by Bill Kuhn. And the most complicated piece of music we left to the end. And it was a composition uh, by Ross, of course, called Light at the End of the Tunnel. And that featured uh, solos by Brad Turner on trumpet and Bill Kuhn on guitar. And the whole tune was arranged by Bill Kuhn. Very beautiful uh, composition, and uh, 
as stated in the notes of this album, the extensive notes, they said this was the most challenging of all the compositions to, uh, to put together. So we heard three from this wonderful album, which will be released officially tomorrow night. It's called Legacy, the Jill Townsend Big Band, the music of Ross Taggart, and it's available on the Cellar Live label. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. My name's Gavin Walker. And we have uh, a few things to tell you about that we usually do around this time, (laughs) maybe a little earlier, but uh, a wonderful website you can get onto and find out what's going on in and around Vancouver, all the gigs and so on. The Jazz Festival is... uh, Not over yet. Believe me, there's going to be a whole lot of stuff on Canada Day. Uh, There is tomorrow night. There's a full uh, slate of uh, concerts here and there. And, of course, as I mentioned, the the great concert at the uh, Pyatt Hall, the Jill Townsend Big Band. Um, Two concerts. They're going to be playing at 7 and 9, and they're separate concerts. So um, the house will be cleared after the first one and filled up again for the second one at 9 o'clock. Anyway, uh, one, of the th- one of the great websites to get onto is Brian Nation's website. He keeps it up to date. That's VancouverJazz.com. And the second website, of course, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, the people that have brought you and are bringing you this 30th anniversary of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. And you can get on that website. There's still tons of stuff to see and a lot of free stuff as well. So get on to coastaljazz.ca. And, of course, one more thing. I always mention my good friend Ken Speller. Ken Speller is a wonderful saxophonist, clarinetist, flutist, all this kind of stuff. He teaches music as well. Uh, he has a, a firm, a business called Music at Home, and he actually comes to your home and will teach um, teach you music right in uh, right in your home. And um, he also repairs instruments. This is uh, another one of his areas of expertise. And uh, we all know that if you play the saxophone, the flute, the clarinet, these instruments have to be kept up. They have to be uh, checked every once in a while. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that can go, go wrong and break down on these instruments. And uh, if you've got a leaky uh, pad or something like that, you can sound like the, you can sound horrible, even though you're a lot better than horrible. <laughs> so Ken will fix up all your instruments. He does complete overhauls. He does tweaks. He does all this kind of stuff. He keeps his prices down at a very reasonable level because... His workshop is right in his home, so there you go. And he's in the 13th and Lonsdale area of North Vancouver. You can contact him, 778-800-1933, or on uh, via email, kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca, kspeller, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. So there you have it, Ken Speller. We're going to pay tribute to a gentleman, 89 years old. He passed away. One of the most influential authors. He wrote some great perceptive books on jazz music. And, of course, he um, began his career as a French horn player, 
went on to compose, um, conduct. Um, he was one of the great musical men for all seasons. And I'm talking about Gunter Schuller. Gunter Schuller. Now, Gunter, of course, was one of the people that was responsible for what we call third stream music. And all of that stuff happened in the late 50s and early 60s, a very adventurous period for jazz music. And Gunther Schuller was a big part of, of this idea of third stream music. And what that meant was kind of a combination of uh, classical music disciplines and the freedom of jazz music and kind of putting them together. And many, many of Gunther Schuller's musical experiments were very successful, including one we're going to hear this evening. And this is a tribute to, to the late Gunther Schuller, um, as I said, who was 89 years old, lived a good long life, passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, was a wonderful, as I said, man for all seasons, teacher as well as uh, author, um, French horn player, conductor. Um, he really helped uh, coordinating a lot of Charles Mingus's music, uh, and, you know, you need people like that. Mingus was a genius, but he was kind of scattershot. Um, Gunter Schuller was uh, uh, really responsible for uh, um, coordinating a lot of Mingus's music. But this is an interesting piece of music. This is by Gunter Schuller, and what it is is he titles it Variants on a Theme of Thelonious Monk. And the theme of Thelonious Monk is one of Monk's most fascinating compositions called Crisscross. And Gunther and, and his uh, group of musicians um, put this piece of music together. And one of the soloists on here is none other than Ornette Coleman. And we're going to hear uh, Eric Dolphy on bass clarinet. And... He is also heard in the section on alto saxophone and flute. And as I mentioned, Ornette Coleman, the late Ornette Coleman, is, is uh, the chief soloist at the beginning of this piece of music. We're also going to hear s such people as Jim Hall on guitar and Elv uh, Scott LaFarrell on bass, the late, great Scott LaFarrell on bass, and the contemporary string quartet, I'm not going to get into all the names of all those guys, but anyway, that's also those gentlemen are also on this recording, and Eddie Costa on vibes, uh, also Bill Evans on piano and on drums, Sticks Evans, who, who is no relation to Bill at all. Anyway, that is the personnel, and there's a lot of people involved on this on this recording. Um, and it's a very interesting piece of music. So we're going to hear this as a tribute to Gunther Schuller, and this is called Variants on a Theme of Thelonious Monk. And there are four parts to this, and I hope you enjoy it. This is very interesting music, and uh, this is our first venture using an actual turntable because this is from an LP, and uh, this is going to be brand new. All right, here we go. Thank you. 
There you have it. And, of course, that music was composed by the late Gunther Schuller. And that was from an Atlantic recording uh, called Jazz Abstractions, and a most interesting recording. We heard um, all kinds of people on here. We heard the contemporary string quartet. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get into all their names and so on, but... Uh, um, String quart- a standard string quartet is uh, violin is two violins, viola, and a cello. Uh, plus, we heard both Scott LaFarrell and George Duvivier on bass, Styx Evans on drums, on piano, Bill Evans, who is no relation, Eddie Costa on vibes, Jim Hall on guitar, Robert D. Domenica on flute, and Eric Dolphy on flute. Also, Mr. Dolphy was heard on bass clarinet and alto saxophone as well. And, of course, the main soloist in that piece was Ornette Coleman, and um, the late Ornette Coleman, who just passed away. He was 85 years old. His funeral was just a couple of days ago. And, um, of course, Gunther Schuller is, uh, is gone. He was 89. And he was responsible for a style of music that um, they put the name third stream music uh, because it was kind of um, a combination of classical disciplines and the freedom of jazz music. 
And Gunther Schuller sort of had his own answer for this uh, thing. He said, uh, um, after uh, listening to this, and and, and uh, there was somebody in the studio that uh, heard this piece of music, which was called Variants on a Theme of Felonious Monk. And that particular theme was one of Monk's fascinating compositions called Crisscross. And we heard four variants uh, of that. And, of course, that was the suite composed by Gunther Schuller. Uh, someone in the... Um, who was listening in the studio, asked Gunther, he said, well, is this jazz? And Gunther's answer, he said, "Uh, whatever it may be is irrelevant, since musicians on both sides of the fence are not necessarily concerned with whether a given piece is jazz or not. They're satisfied that it is music. Not of yesteryear's categories, but of today's musical realities. And, of course, it's really hard to imagine that this stuff was recorded in 1960. And, of course, it still remains very much ahead of its time and a tribute, our small tribute, to uh, the legacy of both Ornette Coleman and Gunter Schuller. Both these musicians recently passed away. So we hope, we hope you enjoyed that and... We will uh, continue with some music. We're going to get down home now with some music by tenor saxophonist Red Holloway, along with the late Frank West on tenor saxophone. Holloway and West, of course, have both passed on, and uh, we miss them both because they were both wonderful exponents of the tenor saxophone. On the Hammond organ is the legendary Dr. Lonnie Smith, and Melvin Sparks on guitar, and Paul Humphrey on drums. And this is a piece of music uh, written by a fellow named Gene Gray, and it's called Good to Go. So we hope you enjoy Red Holloway and Frank West.
Yeah, there's some bad cats on that one. Led by tenor saxophonist Red Holloway, who was the first saxophone soloist on there. And, of course, the second um, cleanup man was the great Frank West. And, of course, both Red and Frank have uh, gone to the big band in the sky. Two great exponents of the, uh, of the tenor saxophone had been around for a long, long time. Backed up ably by Dr. Lonnie Smith on the Hammond organ, Melvin Sparks on guitar, and Paul Humphrey on drums. And that was a tune by a guy named Gene Gray, and it was called Good to Go. And it's from uh, this album by Red Holloway called Coast to Coast. So we hope you enjoyed that uh, little excursion into the blues. And we're going to uh, wrap things up with uh, a couple of tracks from one of my very favorite Johnny Griffin albums. Tenor saxophonist Johnny Griffin, The Little Giant from Chicago, uh, sometimes known as the Chicago Fire, and uh, one of the most uh, incredible tenor saxophonists in the world, Johnny Griffin. And uh, this is from a Riverside album, which was entitled Way Out. And... Uh, it's really not way out. It's pretty straight-ahead jazz, but it's wonderful jazz music played by the masters. Johnny Griffin on tenor saxophone with Kenny Drew on piano, the wonderful Chicago bassist Wilbur Ware, and, of course, the most incredible drummer that ever lived, Philly Joe Jones. All of this was uh, recorded in February of 1958 for Riverside Records in New York City. We're going to hear two tunes. The first tune was written by a bassist, Chicago bass player named Richard Evans. And the tune is kind of a cute little thing. It's called, Where's Your Overcoat, Boy? And the second tune is a um, Dizzy Gillespie composition uh, with Johnny Griffin's variations on that tune. The tune is called, Wouldn't You? And um, Griffin uh, composed a counter melody on, on the tune and, uh, of course, delivers an ex extremely um, powerful version of Dizzy Gillespie's Wooden You. So those two tunes we are going to hear right now. So we're, we begin with, uh, where's your overcoat, boy? <laughs> That's one thing you're not going to need in Vancouver's weather.
Two pieces of music by the great tenor saxophonist Johnny Griffin from uh, his album on Riverside Records called Way Out. And we heard Johnny Griffin with Kenny Drew on piano, the great Chicago bassist Wilbur Ware, and, of course, on drums, Philly Joe Jones. We heard two tunes. Uh, The first one was a cute little thing by bassist uh, Richard um, Evans, and it was called Where's Your Overcoat, Boy?, And the second tune was Johnny Griffin's variations on Dizzy Gillespie's famous composition, Wooden You. So uh, there you have it, and that's our very first edition of The Jazz Show on uh, broadcasting from our brand-new studios out here at the University of British Columbia. So we'd like to thank you very much for being out there. We'll be back, of course, uh, in July, and... um, Everything will be, uh, yeah, up and running, and uh, the studios are just the most comfortable thing. Great to be working out here. And uh, any little glitches that you may hear um, will be all resolved very soon because uh, things, you know, there's all kinds of things to deal with. But uh, we're having fun, and we hope you had fun on tonight's edition of The Jazz Show. And on behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and, of course, radio station CITR, located in unceded Musqueam Territory, right out here at UBC on FM 101.9, and, of course, on the web as well, CITR.ca. Thanks for being out there this evening, and we'll be back in seven days' time. Take care, and be good to yourselves, and enjoy the sunshine. Bye-bye. Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee